called Ultraman. Is it is it even based off of a cartoon? No. It's an original. Again, I thought this was Aeon Flux, because I'm pretty sure Aeon Flux, Aeon Flux is a cartoon is a car topic. Yes. We all thought it was Aeon Flux. The director thought it was Aeon Flux. <laughs> What's up? This is Marcus Lindsay. Hey, it's Mia. Yannick. And I'm BJ. And we are the Better Movie Maybe podcast. This podcast, we go through movies that maybe had less than stellar execution, but probably better than better than average concepts. And so we go through and we we nitpick a little, but we do it because we care, because we think these movies could be a little bit better. Um, today we're going through. 2006 Ultraviolet starring Mila Jokovic. And uh, we're going to get into this one quick because we all don't <laughs> want to talk about it. So <laughs> let's open it up with first impressions. Uh, Yannick, you had some some cool impressions. What did you, what did you think about this movie? I know you yes. enjoyed it. So uh, no, I didn't enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I said, I, I felt like it was trying to be Kill Bill meets The Matrix. Mm. um and it failed <laughs> it, it, okay what did it end up being it ended up being um x-men origins meets uh help me out origins, i don't know aeon flux i thought was, <laughs> i thought this movie was aeon flux up to an hour to it i was like yeah Oh wait, this is uh, this isn't Aeon Flux. <laughs> it's not. Aeon Flux. <laughs> I think it's the same film. So yeah, when I was watching it, I I realized I hadn't seen Ultraviolet before, but I was watching it and I was like, I've seen this. I've, mm. I've seen this movie, and then I was like, Oh, I was thinking of Aeon Flux the entire time. <laughs> I think everyone thought this was Aeon Flux. I think when I suggested it, it was Aeon Flux. I was like, <laughs> When is Charlize Theron showing up? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, man! This movie. Uh, I think the only thing that I liked about this movie was uh, my, what was his name, Garth, William Fichtner. Yeah, that dude was acting. He like, was in a different film. <laughs> it's like he was told this was the Matrix sequel. He's like, "Oh, okay, no, I got this," and he was working. Like, I think he actually fell in love with her at one point, and. Um, he, he was like teary-eyed, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he, he understood science. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then at the same time, when you walked into that semi, it like, it was too, too wide inside. Because <laughs> it, it's like, it was one thing if like they showed it expand, but they didn't do that. Like when they walked inside the semi, it was entirely too wide. On the inside. <laughs> oh, his, his little semi semi truck laboratory. That yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a double, triple wide semi with a top floor and a basement. That's my impression. That's how I feel about the movie. So my impression, just starting off before we get into this, was. I thought they tried to do too much. There were too many concepts, too many gadgets, too many plot twists, or 
I guess there are plot twists. <laughs> we get into it later in the movie when you find out like some flashback of a scientist ends up being the villain of the whole movie. Like he was like, how do you think I got this far? I was like, <laughs> I thought that was just a random flashback of a guy. You don't even look the same. It's just a guy. Um, and then they had <laughs> weapons that had usefulness only situationally. Like the, I think it was the the gravitational something mm. on her belt that just <laughs> had a mini sun in it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was able to like jump onto ceilings, but then she would also be able to take a motorcycle to the side of a building, but yeah. then it could turn the corners of a building and still be the correct. And I was just, I don't understand who invented this weapon. Like, what is it? How? Um, so it's man. like the, um, the the belt that Buzz Lightyear has in the in the Toy Story two, <laughs> the anti gravity belt. So maybe this is a Pixar movie. This is a Pixar film. <laughs> so, uh, and I I think when I saw this when I was younger when it first came out, so I was probably in high school or going to high school. I think I thought it was cool. Like everything in it was, oh, this is like an anime movie. This is great. And I think that's why I suggested it. And I apologize to you all profusely and I'll never stop <laughs> apologizing. Um, I might apologize on every episode in the future, just for Ultra Violet. <laughs> but going back to it, I was like, wow, they nailed absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing worked. They had vampires, ninjas, uh, interdimensional storage, like it was a video game where you could hold any gun you wanted just nowhere and everywhere like a capsule corp yeah it was just like a little boop. oh they were like, like there were no guns. rules they had None. no rules at all they just <laughs> they just did anything they just did the, stuff there were no stakes no rules <laughs> it was silly um so let's open it up because this movie it starts off with this really bad cgi a pinball machine looking thing and it shoots out these balls into a building all right even balls. i want to i want to know before even before that oh yes oh the opening credits with the comic books it was mm -hmm. like because with the music and the comics i was just like they really think we're excited right now <laughs> like, like they were acting like this is the comic book movie that all comic book fans have been waiting for since forever like yes we are finally bringing violet to the big screen that's what they were treating it like i was just like nah bro like you already messed up <laughs> we're not excited like you shouldn't have started with these comic books acting like it was spider-man you know amazing fantasy one because it's not so it's there not. is a comic book based off of ultraviolet so i looked it up and there is absolutely zero comic books based off of ultraviolet <laughs> ultraviolet is not a comic series i went into it a little bit deeper because i was like then why so the director said he always wanted to direct a comic book movie but he just hasn't and so he decided to make an homage per se in these uh, opening credits and just said this is what it would look like if i did make a comic book movie he said no one from marvel or dc <laughs> called me no so one's i'm gonna go ahead and create my own. He did it on a, he did it on his own. So yeah, there's no comic. You can look for but, it. There's no comic book called Ultra. Is it is it even based off of a cartoon? No. 
It's an original. And again, I thought this was Aeon Flux because I'm pretty sure yeah. Aeon Flux Aeon is Flux a cartoon, is a cartoon. comic. Yeah, we all thought it was Aeon Flux. The director thought it was Aeon Flux. <laughs> he was like, "Yo, can we uh, do a do a Aeon Flux the the comic covers?" And they're like, "That that's, that makes it even worse because like he's showing these weapons and tools as if it's like, oh, I remember that from issue seventy seven. No, no, you don't. They're from issue. Wow, 7. that's they're crazy. Not, yeah, then." He made that up. It's like, I appreciate you bringing that up because I told totally it. It's like the part. movie. It's like the movie is a Mandela effect in itself because it's like it's trying to make you think that you forgot. <laughs> so, so every nerd's trying to be cool. Be like, yeah, yeah, no, I remember the katana. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that part. <laughs> also, her name is Violet. Mm-hmm. I don't think they used the word ultraviolet once, did they? No, they never called her ultraviolet. That's just what I'm like. <laughs> Superhero. That's her superhero name All in the comic. Though. Yeah, in right. the comic that <laughs> right. would have happened if right. this was successful. But they called her V for vendetta. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, thank you for bringing that up because I was going to write that down yesterday where I was like, why do I got these comic books? A lot of comics. So they hit, this, they hit this facility. We get this quick action sequence of like these these balls that crash through walls. And then these scientists are all working at separate parts of this wall. Like there's nothing on the wall, but they're all just kind of working there. So that when the balls turn into ninjas, the ninjas can all run up and cut a scientist's throat. Like kak, 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 kak. there's one scientist for every ninja perfectly. <laughs> um, they kill them all. They all go in formation, put their swords back. So one issue that I thought with this movie could have been solved that could have help this movie get a little bit of weight was for all the violence in this movie to be bloodless was insane to me. Mm. They come out as these ninjas, they cut all these scientists' throats and they're all like, and put the swords back. This is the anime where the blood's supposed to be spraying, it's supposed to hit the wall. And then they put, when they put the sword back, then all the blood sprays like anime. But Mm -hmm. throughout this movie, she's doing gun kata. She's got her sword cutting people in half. There's one room where she fights a bunch of guys later and they're all in white. Yeah, She's killing them with swords, bloodless. Until she needs, she gets blood on her hand or something like that. But to me, some of these scenes, not saying it would totally remake the whole movie, would be like, oh, as long as there was blood, it was great. But the action sequence had no weight because she was just murdering pieces of paper. Like nobody, nothing was happening to these people. Um, so they get into this next room and it's a room with blood towers in it or something. There's one guard, yeah. there's one guard. And then all of a sudden they're like, it's an ambush. Like also cartoon wise, people pop out from behind these towers. Like a whole army comes around, mm. shoots all these people. And they're like, oh, it was an ambush. And we're introduced to, I think is the villain. No, the villain's not at this point. No. No, these are random people. We get some random people guys. We never saw again. We never saw these characters ever again. They spent all this time establishing whatever. Because it's like, were they establishing blood? No. <laughs> were they establishing the characters? No. Were they establishing that ninjas come out of balls? No. This entire scene was pointless. It has no, like, it, it did nothing for the rest of the film. And, like, the science, like, they killed the, the ninjas and the scientists turned on one another to kill the other scientists, which I guess when I think back, it was because like he got pricked 
But mm. I didn't know that because they hadn't explained what the blood meant. So I was just like, okay, so double take. Um, he like turned on this guy. So it's like a double cross agent. He was actually with the ninjas and then just went to the next scene. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't understand why he killed him. They killed that dude straight up nasty. They're like, oh, <laughs> cut in hand, bow. And then the other guy's like, poor bastard. And shoots him again. <laughs> <laughs> he was already dead. I was like, wow, co-workers, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, then we get the intro again, where she says my name. I keep wanting to say Alice, because that's who she was in Resident Evil. She does the same mo uh, monologue. My name is mm -hmm. Alice. And Raccoon City was blah, blah, blah. This one, she's, my name is Violet. And I live in a world that you wouldn't. You may not understand. You may not understand. That's true. I did not understand it. <laughs> <laughs> he delivered. <laughs> so we get the flashback montage uh, with. It was so rapid. The most it was blown so out colors. rapid. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was happening in that montage. Because she said, like, the love of her life got killed. I didn't even get to see his face for real who it was died and I guess she explained that she was pregnant at some point didn't explain and it, and it wasn't even like her in the hospital like they never showed the woman's face no. so like you could, we couldn't make the connection as an audience that oh she was pregnant it's like no 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 right. there was a pregnancy yeah <laughs> it was just scene 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 and it I was, was like was this, was this supposed to be the entire exposition because I didn't get it I didn't. It was quick. They could have did this way more organically later in the movie. Like my thought process was why introduce the ninjas that never come back instead of introducing her in a cool way at the beginning of the movie. She, cause she doesn't come into the movie until maybe 15 minutes later because we mm -hmm. do this whole montage. I mean, she's here, but she's not, she's regular, yeah. right? She's just an average lady which I think kind of messes up the movie for me even more because there's never an explanation as to why she's a superpowered assassin, carrier, whatever person. Mm -hmm. She's just like, oh yeah, I was a nurse. Blood got on me. And then I became a hemophage. A hemophage. Which, Vampiric yeah, blood. That means you, you get vampire teeth and, and not, no blood you don't lust. really get... Yeah, you and you're kind of pale. You're kind of pale. You kind of have sensitivity to light. Like people walked around in like big goth umbrellas and, and wore sunglasses. Like, yeah, and they're like, oh, they're vampires. Then they did kind of a weird Holocausty type of parallel. That was a little awkward. Yeah. yeah. And then it was kind of weird because they showed people walking around in masks. I was like, oh, this is the COVID movie. It was prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> COVID origins. <laughs> it, it did kind of give up that vibe. You're like, oh, man, this is a 2020 vibe. Definitely. Like, she even was like, you better mask up. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> then there was anti-maskers and all that good stuff. Right? <laughs> wow, she was an anti-masker. But she was like, yeah. I, already, I already caught the Rona, so it's fine. So but she was trying to get the vaccine, though. So, you know. True. So she's a, she's a little. She's a little woke. <laughs> so, so I think they do this flashback world setup real quick. Like you said, it's so fast that you kind of miss 
everything that they're trying to talk about in this movie. Like some of the keys that come up later that I was like, I think she mentioned that and I didn't care at the beginning. I still don't care, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what was going on to catch it. Like she was like, once you get this virus, you can, some of the side effects include super strength, uh, healing. I think they said intelligence and some other, <laughs> some other stuff. Those are, you know? those are <laughs> side effects. I was like, that's that's, a disease. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. And, and then the, they also mentioned that you only get like 12 to 15 years to live once yep. you're infected. Mm, exactly. And oh, I, was that it? I missed that. Yep. And I'm like, that's kind of very important. That's yeah. like, that's the key. Like she's like 10 years old or whatever, or I guess 10 years after the inoculation or something. Like, yeah, that would have been important. It's, yeah. And that plays that plays a big part in the movie, but they didn't introduce it well because I think yeah. later on when she talks to the head vampire guy, he tells her to like blow up a bomb and she's like, I don't want to. And he's like, you only got 36 hours left. So you you should. And she was oh. like, just cause she goes, just because I'm gonna die, I'm not gonna kill this building full of people. Da, 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 da. And, oh. and like I was like, oh, this would have been uh, something you should have doubled down on so that people understood that it's very important because you're about to die in a few days. But wait a second, because I thought he was talking about the bomb. No, the bomb had like nine hours on it, which still was. But then he had 36 hours. Wow. Yeah, that's so convoluted. Because like I picked up on that she was going to die soon when the little boy says you're going to die soon. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, snaps. This is crazy. But then, like, because she still didn't die at the end of the movie, right? Nah, because... But, 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 but she did die, but she came back to life. Did she die? Did she? Didn't Garth did bring she her die? back? Garth well, did say did... he brought her back. But she, she didn't did die. bring her back. But she didn't die from the virus. She died. Why did you, why'd you bring me back? So oh, you can you know. You can die other ways, but then the ultimate death is the virus death. Yes. Come on, that sounds religious. Were you, we're not watching the same movie. <laughs> sounds pretty clear to me. You die as much as you want, but after twelve years, you're done. You're done, though. <laughs> you're dead. You're done dying. You're dead, dead in twelve years. Twelve years, which to isn't the day, a bad movie to the, to the hour, apparently. Yeah, that's just uh, Justin Timberlake's movie in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. Is you have a certain amount of time, and then you die. So. After they do this quick world setup, which I think should have been introduced throughout the movie, where you talk about yeah. it, yeah, um, where you give her a little flashback and she tells her story, which I think she tried to do the six, but we already got there. But we'll get to <laughs> six stuff in a second. So then we get introduced to Daxus. Daxus, who is, or Ferdinand Daxus, who's the main villain of the movie. He's, <laughs> no, it wasn't. That wasn't his name. <laughs> it, was, it was Ferdinand Daxus. He was in charge. <laughs> he was in charge of the Arch Ministry, who were the villains in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was tired, but I was absorbing it all, which made me feel even worse this morning when I woke up. I was like, oh, I remember this ministry this garbage. So did they explain why he has nose plugs? Did I miss that <laughs> in the exposition? 
No villain looks cool with nose <laughs> They were like, give him a face mask. Come on. And it it was it was weird. So I think this throws the whole plot into the trash. Is that he's the <gasps> super, he's supposed to be very germophobic. He doesn't yeah. like to touch things unless they're sealed. And then he has, there's one scene that he had gloves that actually were extensions of his suit and they were pinstripe gloves. And I thought it was, yeah. it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. He had like cloth gloves that just attached to his suit. And he's supposed to be this real germaphobe. He, I guess he has air filters in his nose, is what I was trying to figure out. But his whole face, like you said, his face was very exposed. So, and he was always going out on the mission. Like he was the main bad guy that was the henchman. He was the muscle. He was the actual scientist at the end where he was doing his own, <laughs> he was doing a procedure on the kid. He was just always there. He got to the field to capture and fight with her. And the whole thing of him being a germaphobe and going out and doing stuff, it was a little weird. Cause then the plot makes no sense. At the for the plot makes no sense, period. But when he gets to the end and they do this twist of, oh, he's actually a hemophage himself. It's like, then what, why do we go through all the trouble? Why are you pretending? Who are you pretending for? <laughs> like, what was the point? Yeah, what was the point? Like, he even gets blood on his face at the end, and then he's just like, you got blood on you. You see how the employees treat each other. <laughs> he would have gotten got if they found out. That's yeah, what yeah. it was. He had to he had to overact and sell that he didn't want to get the hemophage or whatever, so nobody would, <laughs> would just take him out like they did the dude at the beginning. I That's get it. Fair. Okay. All right, you fixed this movie. So he, in this conversation, he mentions that he has a carrier getting ready to bring him a weapon or bring him something. We flash to this facility that was created on PlayStation 1. <laughs> and in this PlayStation 1 cutscene, she rides up on this motorcycle. And I want to talk about this for a second. What was the point of her being able to change hair color and in jacket color and all these things as they just kind of changed throughout the movie. Was she controlling the change? Was it a mood thing? Was it a tactical like, oh, this is to blend in? Because for 90% of the movie, her hair was just black. Like they only had special effects for like a scene. She took off her helmet, her hair was blue. And then she put the helmet back on to go get scanned. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Her eyebrows, that was my favorite part. It was like twinkling. Her eyebrows was like twinkle, twinkle. I was just like, why did you do that? <laughs> Anime. Why does it matter? And it's just her, because I didn't see any of the other hemophage people hair color change, so it, it was unexplained. They're not main characters. <laughs> they, so they just have dreads, and that's it. <laughs> They all had. <laughs> they have dreads that go. <laughs> he, he swung his dreads at her in that fight sequence, and the other guy swung a braid. Yeah, <laughs> and they were both beaten by their hair. Yep. <laughs> right. She yep. grabbed that dude by his ponytail. <laughs> oh man, it was a terrible, terrible scene. Just the scene. So <laughs> So, so she gets to this facility. She, she's apparently the carrier. She gets to the front door. They're like, hey, take off your helmet. She takes off her helmet. She still has her glasses on and they scan her. Whatever. 
So they're like, take off your glasses. <laughs> it's just, just wasting all of our time. Wasting time. It's already 88 minutes too long, which is crazy. So, and then it's like, take off all your clothes. Yeah, they, they scan her seven <laughs> times. They they scan her to get in the building. Then when she goes inside, she sits down in a chair and they like put things in her face. And they're like, we have to check to make sure you're not a hemophage. So we're stabbing you in the eyes, stabbing you in the wrist. And I was like, the biggest, the biggest needle into the wrist. They're like, yeah, if you were a hemophage, you'd start healing at a molecular level and we could see it. And I was like, but what if she's not? She'll die. <laughs> you cut the main artery. <laughs> she will die. Severed. Severed that bad boy. It was like the, it was like a Salem witch trial vibe where it was like, if you are the bride of Satan, you'll fly away on your broom. If you're a true Christian woman, you'll die. So I was like, oh, okay. That's a win-win for me. So she goes into this first room. They do the little blood thing. They stab needles in her eyes. It's really awkwardy, almost tentacle type uh, scene where stuff is hanging from her face and they're like explaining why they're doing it. Then the blood fills up a biohazard symbol on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of biohazard. Right. The building was actually shaped like a biohazard symbol, which mm-hmm. seemed very uh, not and, awesome. And then that one room, that one room was a biohazard room. So after that, then she strips down, gets scanned again naked. I feel like he asked her a question that was supposed to mean something in this scene. I didn't write it down because it probably doesn't. I know what you're talking about. He says something. Skip. So then they walk down this hallway. (laughs) They walk down this hallway that's stylistically from another movie where it's this long yellow and black hallway that looks like a person like an MC Escher sketch. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, which object is bigger? Like, it was a weird setup mm. to this room. Yeah. Uh, they walk down, they do a little bit more. And they have all this time to do ex- exposition. And I don't even think they use it for exposition. They're just talking about nothing. I don't yeah, they're talking about nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra- Ultraviolet starring Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Better movie. <laughs> So they finally get to the room that she's trying to get to. There's this case. This is the thing I hate about some future movies is that they make things to make them futuristic. They like warp shapes to be like, in what world is that case a better case than cases that we use now? That have handles. (laughs) It was it was so weird. They're like, here's the here's the bomb. Here's the weapon. And it was like this weird half of a guitar type case with handles. And then it could turn into a book back. A backpack, but whatever. <laughs> so she gets into this room. <sighs> she gets into this room. They get ready to hand her the case. They're like, you have nine hours starting now. And then he holds it. And he, and he asks her a question. Like, he's like, is everything okay? Zero, four, four, whatever. Oh, yeah, whatever her her track number was. And she's Carrier 412. Yeah, she's like the worst improv person. So she's like, yeah. Yeah, of course. And he's like, are you sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm great. I'm great, baby. It's just like, and he's like, and then that's when you get the 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 real real courier shows up. And then she just starts wrecking shop because they're like, oh, it's not her. It's false. Then we get into our first action sequence of the movie, which 
I thought was spectacular. <laughs> Y'all not vibing with it? Oh, I'm just, I'm going to say this and it applies to all of the action scenes. I have never watched a movie with this many action scenes and felt this bored mm, watching them. So bored. And and there was there was so much quote unquote action. Like the next like thirty minutes, there's there's action the entire time she's leaving the facility. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, this is very bored, boring. And I felt like the way they shot it, it reminded me of like your grandma at a recital with the iPad. <laughs> and she's holding it up and it's not it's not focusing on the main thing you're supposed to be focusing on uh-huh. like it would like zoom in on somebody's knee but she actually like hit him in the throat so i'm like why did you direct my eyes there <laughs> it was just all over the place <laughs> yeah it was it was so poorly shot and then like and then there was no stakes like there was no oh shoot if she gets hit one more time with that one thing she might lose an arm like there was no, there was no sense that she would ever get hurt. Like she was, she was too, too proficient, mm-hmm. and like it just, you, there was no sense of danger or. No, it was just, yeah, it was, it was so boring. It was just not, it was not cool. <laughs> it was uncool. Because <laughs> didn't she like, didn't she like not have a weapon for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. then they revealed later that like she has guns in her hands. Yes, she could just tell like teleport why'd you do that <laughs> why why would you show me her like you showed us that she struggles without guns and then she just pulls guns that look like nail guns out of her hands like staple guns <laughs> look like staple guns not cool you tell me the scans cool. when you poked her a billion times missed that like I but don't I don't, understand. Did, she, did she have guns in that scene i don't think she had yeah. those little because later on I'm in the movie, sure. they do the scan and then they can see if you have interdimensional gun. That was the thing. Because they showed us in the beginning that she had the gun. And then because they were like, oh, she must have had the the blood changer <laughs> thingy. And then they showed like, she pulls a syringe out of her waist. And then like... Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll take, you, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. You guys are correct. You guys are correct. It was so confusing. I was she has like a full dialogue over the speakers while she's walking with the sign. I'm gonna kill. I hate humans, so but you I'm were a, kill them all. He's like, but you were a human. <laughs> <laughs> Not good, anymore. Good argument, <laughs> <laughs> but you were a human. Weren't they all? Weren't they all human? Yeah, everybody was a human at some point. She still looked like a human. Uh, in this action sequence, I thought it was very. Uh, it was probably the worst idea to have your guard's armor be made out of glass. <laughs> that was so silly. It was so silly. And I and I get it, right? It looks cool because she's shattering their armor, but it just looked like glass. <laughs> or it was just like they have porcelain armor. Why would they why would they do that? So she escapes this facility. Uh, it turns into this action sequence where this is where she uses her gravity belt, mm. where she does the gravity thing. They're all running at her. She does the gravity belt. Now she's on the roof. And, and then, like, while she does it, the scientist that I guess is watching from the other room is explaining it. He's like, oh, no, looks like she must have some type of gravity leveler. And I was like, a gravity leveler? That's what we're doing here? 
they're like, yeah, I think those are illegal. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah, great. They got little mini suns in them. They didn't want to explain it. They're just like, when you turn this knob, the sun turns on in her belt. It should be a problem. And then she can <laughs> run on the ceiling. But then what, what was killing me, right, was it just affected her gravity. But some of the stuff that was happening like she fell up a couple times and i was like mm -hmm. i think at this point we're affecting the earth's gravitational pull like you can't just do that by yourself something is out of whack don't think about <laughs> it too much don't it has to be perfectly it. balanced like all the people in the room should flip upside down something like that'd be cool yeah, i i liked that was like the one thing that i thought was like ooh. like she was on the ceiling and then they look up and then she like jumps through the ceiling hole and she flies up through the roof. I was like, oh, it didn't make sense, but it caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I, I was looking for a thrill and they gave me one. It's <laughs> like, ooh. And she jumps, but then she lands. Like, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> that's what I just don't, I don't get about the gravity. It's she like, kept going up into the time. <laughs> she just should have just went. <laughs> Oh, better better movie right here right she does that she jumps she keeps going into the sky we find out she wasn't the main character the title comes on <laughs> aeon flux now we're, <laughs> now we're in the movie we thought we were watching there you go. <laughs> oh that's hilarious so she gets away oh yeah you guys are are really right about this interdimensional storage she has because she gets away she jumps off the roof and then all these guys surround her with guns like at point blank range which is a problem that happens later where they get in a circle and everybody points a gun at her yeah. it's going to happen later and we'll talk about it so she's she's standing here and they all point these guns at her and they do this pan around real slow then all of a sudden you hear swing 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 <laughs> they all just collapse and you find out she has this giant razor blade knife and you're like oh shoot she had no room no room at all to swing it but she killed everyone and i think that was the first time we saw blood mm -hmm. and it was just on the ground already yeah oh my goodness <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like as i walk through this movie i'm making this up yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I saw it too. Everything I saw, <laughs> this is real. Everything I'm saying right now, as I talk, I'm like, man, I wonder when people hear this, they're gonna be like, I think he's making this up. <laughs> when her uh, her razor blade disappeared, like it like it like disappeared, but like from the tip down, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she's got a lightsaber. <laughs> That's kind of it, right? Yeah. And they do it. They do it again when everybody in the room does it like later on mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah it wasn't cool the first time and it now you just cool you doubled down so now we get a motorcycle chase sequence why does it mm. seem feel like it just keeps going on i'm done talking about it but we have this motorcycle chase sequence um so here's some trivia that i found out while watching this movie that i'm going to share with you guys because this is great so nice. you know how we watched uh, justice league a few weeks ago and it was the Zack snyder cut like the ultimate this is his vision mm -hmm. apparently there's a version of this movie that was shot that was two hours long. Oh my God. There was an actual version where- Not bad, two hours isn't bad. There was character <laughs> development. 
there was like a different plot points and a twist and some other stuff. And when the executives saw it, they're like, nah, we don't like this. Uh, we want it to be more of an action movie. So it, was, it had more, I guess from what the director, Mila Jokovic said, was it had more character beats and building her up and her relationship with Six and turning it into like an actual film. Mm. And the studio was like, we paid you to make an action movie and we just want action for 88 minutes. Mm. So they cut a two hour movie down into an hour and a half. And that, those 30 minutes were crucial. <laughs> those, those were some crucial so? moments. You think yeah. it would have been a better movie? I think it would have been a better movie because a lot of our complaint here is saying like they didn't do any character development. The exposition was rushed. I think those 30 minutes could have helped flush it out. I'm not saying it's going to be a fantastic film, but definitely better than this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and I'll talk about some more of the, the extra the extended cut that apparently is out there. But the reason I brought it up was they were talking about this. There was this two hour long movie that was pretty much, it wasn't good to go, but they screened it and they're like, no, nah, we, we can't just cut it. And because of that, a lot of the CGI is unfinished because mm. they locked the director and stuff out of oh. the while they edited it. So when you look oh. at this scene and everything looks like this PlayStation 2 cut scene, it's because they didn't get to finish it and they wanted to get it out on this certain date. And they're just like, mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. It's on, we're cutting it. It's, we're not putting any more money into it. We're sending it out. So that's why you get these really awkward jumps in quality throughout the movie. Not that it looks particularly great at any point, but there are some parts where it's just like, is that supposed to be a city skyline? It's just boxes. Right, right. <laughs> that's crazy. So this movie truly was ruined by the executives. Yeah. And so Mila, huh. she doesn't claim this movie, I guess. It's one of the movies that she's like, I don't put my name on it. Like it happened, but it's not me. And this was actually that director's last time directing. Like he, yeah. he quit after this. Damn. Like well, he writes, he writes screenplays was... now, but apparently he doesn't direct. I think, uh, I think he directed a movie that either came out last year or was supposed oh. to come out this year. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. It, I think it was Children of the Corn reboot or something. But yeah, this, de awesome this thing definitely. Sequel. I mean, now that you're telling me all that, it's like, all right, I'm ready for the, I'm ready for that extended original director's cut. Because so it's like it. What I was thinking when I was watching this, I was like, I felt like they saw the Matrix, and they only remembered the sexy parts. But like, if you go back and watch the Matrix, there's plenty of character development, plenty of story setup, exposition. Like, it's not all action. Like, you know, like, the first half is mostly set up. Uh -huh. The last half is all crazy action. But you earn the action. That's what makes it so awesome. And, like, that's what I felt. I felt like, oh, man, whoever made this, they just wanted the action bits. And, well, that's what it there was. we have it. 100%. Wow. That's all they wanted. They are like, hey, hey, we ain't got time for that. Cut it out. So That's crazy. So we get to this chase sequence, which is just pure nonsense. Like, it's... It's manic. It's all over the place. At one point in time, she hits a ramp like a video game. She hits like the back of a truck, turns on her gravity joint, and now she's on the side of a building. And they're firing wildly into these buildings. <laughs> like, I know it's not that type of movie, but the amount of people just at their office just getting lit up from this helicopter flying through the street. She finally gets to the roof. They do a sequence where she takes the bike and runs it into the helicopter. 
that I, I found hilarious because she stops and they stop shooting at her. And when she turns around, they're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. It's like, fly away. It's like, fly away. It's a helicopter. <laughs> and they wait for her to come back and they're like trying to panically reload a minigun. Like, ah! <laughs> then she gets on the helicopter and shoots everyone. Like, <laughs> it. Non stop action. It non-stop. was. But it's crazy because it was ridiculous action, which I just saw the trailer, the new trailer for Fast Furious 9. And I was like, same type of action. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. nonsense. Yeah. It's like anything you could think of. Hey, you want to fly a motorcycle through a helicopter and then through a building? And then she just walks away from it. And just, yeah, that's action. That's action, baby. She does uh, that. Wow. <laughs> so, so now your mind is blown. I'll, I'll, I'll throw some more nuggets in there as we get to it. Uh, we get into the, the building. It's, the chase is still kind of going on. There's like a billion cops. And I don't know. I, I guess they're cops, army men, whatever. But she gets into the building and then we're introduced to Nerva, who is the boss of the vampires mm. or the vampire gang. The French dude? Yeah, I think I think so. So we meet this guy. Through and a, she calls him, right? She calls him on like a hologram, which seems like yeah. probably the worst time to use a hologram during the chase. Like she stands in the lobby and talks to him straight up. And this is, this is the part we were talking about where it brings up that 12, you have 12 years because I think he tells her she has 36 hours. So just blow up the weapon. And I was confused here because the, the briefcase wasn't a weapon. It was just, it would go off if you didn't get it someplace fast enough. In nine hours, right? Yeah. yeah. And it hadn't been nine hours. So I guess maybe you're saying hide the weapon there and it'll blow up eventually. I don't, I don't know. I didn't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of where this it goes after this. Oh, there's one scene here that I just thought was funny. So it was like the sole reason that I think they did the hair thing was she gets, gets cornered in like some subway type area and the like the officers are everywhere and she looks and she sees like this group of Asian women with colorful hair and masks and then she like ducks into their group and changes her hair color. And it was the most convenient group of women to walk past. <laughs> they all had the same haircut with the bangs. They all had sparkly hair. And they're like, it wasn't her. And then they just walk away. And she turns around and she has like a mask and black hair now. And I was like, she's, she's right there. <laughs> you saw her run into that group. She didn't go anywhere. She's, she's right there. But... Then she talks to the Nerva again. Within two seconds of talking to him the first time, she's like, I got away. And he's like, all right, yeah, bring the weapon to me. And I think we just flash forward. And, to and whatever you do, don't open the case. Yeah. Yeah, they said that a couple times. They emphasize that, right? Right. Don't open the case. Every time so, I said that, I was like, she's going to open the case. She's going to open the case. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she does. She opens this case. And uh, there's a there's a there's a growing boy inside of the case. <laughs> a twelve year old male child <laughs> floating in 
an interdimensional plasma. <laughs> His eyes are open, right? Like he's staring up at him. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like opening your laptop and there's like a, a person's head <laughs> just right there. Like a full human head. <laughs> so this is this is what I'm saying. I don't know if the extra 30 minutes we're gonna save that moment. <laughs> They still thought that was a good idea. It was so silly. Uh, oh boy. Why was he awake? That kind of yeah, <laughs> that doesn't ruin it for me now. I think because he just crashed through a building in a helicopter. No, it's because she opened the case. They told her he not like, to. Then he was like, oh, hello. I'm in here. She closes it. Whoop. Then she closes it. <laughs> You would think, like, first thing you do is like, oh, shoot, get out of this thing. What are you doing? <laughs> but she, she closes it and then continues the mission. <laughs> she closes it. She goes upstairs to see, like, the, the hipster vampire guys. And she's like, yo, it's not a weapon. It's a child. And he was like, it's both. It's a weapon and a child. <laughs> and that's actual dialogue, because I wrote that down. That's all I <laughs> And so he opens it. He, I think this is when he does the ex- explaining it of, oh, this child is the only child to not have the virus or have the antigens for the virus. So they could use this child to kill off all hemophages. Yeah. And she's like, word, that's crazy. I'm going to be out though. And they're like, all right, get out of here. So then they get ready to kill the kid and they shoot it. Surprise, holograms. Hmm. I, I don't think you're allowed to use holograms like this. She she, she, she hologrammed like, him into the, the plasma. <laughs> I knew that they were gonna do that. Let's go. And he wasn't in he wasn't well, in they, the same position that he would be in the case. He was just sitting in the corner. Yeah. But he's laying in the case. And I was like, what is she projecting? They didn't care. They were just like, we have to get her. Um, so then they chase around this building a bit. It's it's long and tedious. Nothing really happens. But then she goes upstairs because apparently Oof. there's like some, they're like such and such people own the top seven floors of this building. Mm. And I was like, oh man, what? <laughs> so she gets up there. There's like a Yakuza type group. Right. <laughs> there's a Yakuza gang. My My impression was that these are the um, the agents, but on the the Asia servers yeah. of the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> they're using a different VPN. Yeah, <laughs> different IP address. The Asian IP addresses. And so they're all just chilling there because she runs up and there's like ninety guys just standing on the roof. Right. They yeah. they represented like a a major like organization. Yeah, didn't they? Supposed to be. Like, they were such, like, the whole conversation they had, it's just like, oh, snap, like, this is going to be, like, a huge force in the rest of this film. Like, they, too, want the child. <laughs> no. So, it's not the case. So, this scene, this scene was so trash 
because they all stood around in the circle. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. They stood around in the circle and all decided to point their guns directly at her. And I think they were hinting that she had super hearing um, when they were going back and forth and she was kind of hearing when to do like people's heart to see who was nervous and something. Oh, is that what that was? I thought so. I was I had to just start adding things to the movie to, <laughs> to get my way through it. It's the only Which, way this makes sense. That's how it works. You just start adding things to it. So one dude fires, and predictably, they all shoot each other because they're standing in a circle across from each other, firing <laughs> blindly. I don't even think she kills anyone. She just dodges bullets. Yeah. Which I guess that's what she can do now. Not even like the cool Matrix dodge where, you know, he did the little laid back thing. It was just like she ducked. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm a step to the left. These three guys are going to shoot themselves in the head. Once again, bloodless, bloodless violence. Just when you get, when you have that much violence, when it's people with knives cutting up a room full of people with knives, you got to have some kind of blood in it. It doesn't make sense. This is a room full of guns. And everybody's shooting everybody. People's glasses are exploding on their face. And there's no bullet holes, no blood. It was insane to me. But yeah, so they kill, she kills everybody by them just shooting themselves, which is what a true hero does. <laughs> just kind of dodge things until everyone dies. Then we get a scene of Six standing on the edge of a building. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so... Something about this movie was that I felt like they were asking Mila to, to hold a lot of the acting. Like they gave yeah. her so much. And until Garth shows up, she never really acts against anybody except the scientist mm -hmm. dude and then this kid who's also mm -hmm. not very good. And so she's just saying lines. Like when he's on the when he's on the side of this building, she's like, hey, what are you doing up there? Hey, you should get down. Wait, let me help you. Help me get up. And I was like, what are we doing? Just grab the kid and let's go. <laughs> then she like grabs him and she yells at him a bit like she shakes him up, which is what adults should do to children. Just shake him a little bit. Don't hit him. So to your point of her having to act against nothing, I... I hated the character of Six, like with a passion. And I know he's a child, so that's probably strong. He's but... a man now. You can <laughs> yeah, hit him right. out. I can miss. I can But like, so I was thinking of other movies that have like a child sidekick. And mm -hmm. I thought of Logan, because it was kind of the same thing where she wasn't talking in the beginning. But for mm -hmm. some reason, it didn't come across as annoying as the way this did. Like, I still thought she was cool like I guess she was there was a purpose because she could fight this kid was just silent and awkward and just staring at her the entire time and I'm just like you're taking up so much screen time because you probably have after ultraviolet you probably have the second most screen time and you're doing nothing with it so better movie I think they could have made him more interesting like even if like have him talk sooner or even the dialogue that he does have make it better hey v like i don't know like it's <laughs> i don't know it just that character annoyed me so much well i think and this is what i was thinking as far as better movie too literally what you're saying like 
if it turns out that this movie is really just about someone who has to save a kid that I guess can kill people or whatever, or even when you when you really realize like, oh, she's an actual vampire. Like that was the idea. Because here's a vampire that has to save a human boy. Like, and then you think about like Logan, where here you have this, you know, violent curmudgeon of a character who has to save a child. Like the the drama there, like they they fulfilled it, right? Like, you know, at first you're concerned, like, oh no, like he might be too violent and, and rude to be around a kid. Then it turns out she's also violent. So then it's almost endearing, like they're because they're fighting together. That's crazy. But like with this one, it was just like, man, like I just wish she had a bloodlust or like anything like vampiric, mm-hmm. so that you you were concerned about the well-being of the boy. Mm-hmm. Or like you're watching her trying to fight her desire to eat flesh or whatever. Yeah. But like we got none of that drama. But again, like once you got to it, they're like, and I think it was around this point, or maybe it was when we got to the truck, when I realized I was like, oh man, so this is really like a vampire saving a child story. And I'm not getting any of that. Like, I'm not getting it. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. It's just, I felt like there's, there's a completely different, more interesting story that could have been written from that premise of like a vampire trying to save a human boy. So like Twilight. Yeah, toilet. <laughs> like I think they put the whole <laughs> I think so I think they added the part that she lost her child at the beginning so you would feel that's why she was so drawn to this boy mm. and maybe you were even thinking that that was her son but then they that's like imme- yeah, they immediately are like no it's not so I'm like well, why do you care about him so much because yeah. everyone in the movie asked her that <laughs> Like, Nerva is like, yo, get rid of the kid. Like, why do you care about him? Everyone's like, why? And I, I, I asked too, too, like, why? <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought, think they, I thought the son twist yeah. was going to happen, too. Um, yeah. I thought it was just going to be because she lost the baby. And then you have this kid who has the cure because he was, once she was pregnant, she got infected with the virus. So then it was something different, kind of like the Blade situation where he's half vampire, half, yeah. he has both yeah. sides. So I thought that was going to be the the comeback. It's like, oh, shoot, this is her son. He doesn't have the vampire virus, but he has the cure to the virus. And then, like you said, they're like, nah, Ferdinand shows up and it's like, he's my son. And I was like, what? Why? Just because. Yeah, Yeah, I think if like, well, again, I mean, what you're saying about uh, the executives cut all the exposition, maybe they went there, but then again, I doubt it because there were so many other problematic issues of the film that like 30 more minutes weren't going to fix. But like, yeah, I would have wanted to see, you know, that she's, that she struggles. I don't know. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. She doesn't, she doesn't have any, any type of weakness to her. Like she, she comes in, she starts the movie as a superhero and ends the movie as a superhero. She yeah. never had, there's never anybody that was her equal. There's never an issue. And I think that 36 hours to live could have been a cool issue to have. That too. That it's too. just to focus on the fact that she has 36 hours to do something. And it was weird because she has 36 hours and she's spending it stealing cases. 
or yeah. whatever she was doing. Like, if you're going to die in a day and a half, maybe you're trying to take down this co- corporation. You're trying to do something big. The corporation that killed your husband, you're trying to go after that and get vengeance. Like, And I think, I think they kind of were doing that, but I think that's because part of my problem with the movie is I didn't understand what the world or the setting was. Like, everything looked the same. Like the bad guys and the good guys had the same type of guns and like buildings. And like, you know, I know maybe it's a little cliche, but I would have liked to see like her and those people that are underground and they're wearing rags and they're like rebellion looking like people. And yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, she's like super violent and she's super ferocious about killing because she's only got 36 hours and we turns out oh man, she also used to be human and she used to have a kid. So she just went completely dark and twisted. You know what I'm saying? Like make her mm-hmm. kind of more monstrous. But like they, like she, everything was too clean. And yeah. she was, she was, she was dressed too sexy. It didn't make sense. Like even when she's running around the city, like no one else is wearing a tube top and leather tight, tight leather pants. Well, no one she's can wear it like she does. <laughs> But it was like, it was just so silly because she's trying to hide. And it's just like, have you seen a ridiculously sexy woman? Yeah, she's right there. The purple really hair. Sexy. Sparkling. <laughs> yeah, I so, don't know. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, basically, I feel the same way that you guys are feeling. Like, if they had maybe started her off as being somebody who's like, just kind of jaded. And then, um, when she finds a child you, you can notice like maybe like a, a renewed hopefulness in her mm-hmm. so that okay now she has to like she feels like she has something that she can protect or like you know like protect life you know mm-hmm. just, just kind of have that bring that uh, inspiration back to her character and then now she's fighting for him she's like she, the, because otherwise there's not really stakes you know every fight that she's in she wins easily bloodlessly no stakes Mm-hmm. If, like she is protecting him the whole time then you know then the movie has actual weight she shouldn't have closed she shouldn't have closed the thing in the in the uh, in the elevator when she saw the child that she should have changed immediately yeah yeah you know and like okay let's figure this out yeah she should have taken the kid out of the thing immediately and then run away like we didn't need that whole bait switch thing she should have immediately run away and then the dude's like where are you, V? Where are you? Where is the bone? You know, that was, that, your French accent? that was it for now. Uh, it'll be better later. Smooth. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> like this movie. <laughs> yeah. We'll cut 30 minutes out and hope people figure it out. So at this point, she kind of, they do a little bit more chasing, running around. And I think, does he talk at this point or is that later? Like at some point she's standing somewhere and she gets on the phone with Garth and she's like, I have to bring him. Da, 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 da. Garth is like, hey, what did you do? You messed up. Um, did we already have the scene where she already runs into Draxus? Yeah, I couldn't remember what part that was. So that's before he talked, I assume, when he, she runs into Daxus. Yeah. yeah, so she runs into Daxus. Let's do this because this is when the hero and the villain of the movie meet for a split second. She, she has him on speed dial. She does have she just calls on a disposable phone, which I thought was tight. I actually like that idea of like disposable phone dispense, like 
you just instead of like you know i don't know and it was like paper it was like that shit was tight man paper phones paper phones on the damn boy like they could call them burners and then like they literally burn them (laughs) afterwards like that would have been tight (laughs) disposable burner phones man that shit was fire so so she does so she meets daxus I see what you did there. It's fire. I like that. So, so she meets Daxus and he says, he's actually my son. And then he fires blindly into the car. <laughs> and she, so she does some maneuvering with this vehicle. She hits a bunch of people with the car. They get out. Then she, I love this. I think she does this a couple of times up to this point where she shoots everything to solve the problem. So like people are coming out of an elevator. She shoots the, <laughs> instead of shooting the people, she shoots the little console next to it and keeps the elevator closed. <laughs> then, she, oh. then she shoots the car when they're in it to like get the door to pop open so they get out. <laughs> then she shoots the subway train to keep the door open so she can get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, she's like a seven-year-old kid playing video games. <laughs> Like, shooting all their ammunition like, something, like uh, something sparkling shoot it that episode of uh of the simpsons when homer joins the nra <laughs> and he uses the gun for everything to shoot the, to turn the tv off he's like open his beard <laughs> it's so silly i like the part where she shoots the elevator to keep it closed and the guy re- is like reaching, like reaching his hand out, like trying to grasp, grasp for her, <laughs> with just with his bare hand. <laughs> yeah, she she was shooting, solving all the problems, and I just I I thought it was hilarious. It was anything she needed to get done, doors closed, shoot it. <laughs> so they get on this train. I think they get ready to meet Garth. Something. I don't know if y'all caught these vibes from six, but I thought six was pretty similar to 11 from Stranger Things the whole time. I was like, hmm, this movie had to uh, had to come along before Stranger Things happened. I make those connections. That's what yeah, I do. I paved the way. That's it. Without Ultraviolet, you don't get Stranger Things in 11. It's the same character concept, somebody dressed in gray with short hair. Same thing. I was wondering, I was wondering if like, Haley Joel Osment was like not available or uh, Dakota Fanning. Like they were just like, all right, well, there's this other kid with big blue eyes. I guess we'll have to. Was he the Haley's not X-Men? picking up? Yeah. Oh, is, I he is. He's the kid yeah. from X Men Last Stand, right? That plays the bald kid with powers. <laughs> he's tight. Oh, has, the, has the cure. He has the cure. He's like the leech or whatever. And yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, I thought he was the same kid. Okay. Thank you for looking that up because I was way too lazy. I thought about it. I was like, he looked like that other kid that wore the same outfit. He was probably on both sets. <laughs> <laughs> we need that ball kid with the blue eyes. So they meet Garth. Garth is played by William Fickner, who was just acting the mess out of this role. Like He's he the did. man. He was, he was in it. He was like, I'm dedicated. He gives... Once again, there's like this weird thing of they're talking, but they're not going anywhere. Like we're having conversations, but we don't learn anything about the other person. At this point, we kind of, I gave up trying to figure out who Violet is. I was just like, well, she used to be a nurse. She had 
her pregnancy terminated and she's a vampire lady now. Garth just comes into the movie out of the blue as her sidekick, kind of. And he doesn't explain <laughs> in who a he is. Big, in a big red semi in the park. <laughs> Double wide. Double wide. <laughs> that has lab equipment in it that has to be powered by something, Garth. And he's so, so he, is he also a hemophage? He, yeah, he's got vampire yeah. teeth. He's got okay. the things. I don't understand why she doesn't have the teeth. Everybody else has the teeth. Does Mila have the teeth? She does later on at the end, I think. Yeah, I think at the fight. I guess that sequence. stuff was still wearing off, whatever she stabbed herself with that Is hid that her one? canine teeth. That's oh, what yeah. Say. So that's what that was. It masked all of the traits. Oh, that's so stupid. That makes me so mad because you're right. That's exactly yep. what happened. That was it. <laughs> So does that mean they okay, actually already have a cure? It, that's kind of that, a cure. That's technically a cure. If you can mask it, that means you're, right? right. You can't just get rid of things. Like, that's a cure. It's a temporary yeah, so every, yeah, every morning, you just, you just need a boost. Yeah. This is a boost. Okay, I'm leaving. Goodbye. It's like insulin, you know? Just get The insulin shot for vampires? Yeah. Which is kind of a better movie. That's kind of cool, Isn't yeah. That, um, isn't that the premise for True Blood? Yeah, Those vampires exist, but there's a cure so that they don't they they, they, they drink, drink synthetic blood, synthetic blood, so they don't have to kill people. So we get the society. I mean, look, it had like what five seasons, seven seasons. Yeah, it was good for three, but I didn't watch it. Oh, you don't need to. It's dated. I don't now. need to watch vampires, but <laughs> I'm on season two. <laughs> So that's I, true, actually. I believe you. No, I knew, <laughs> I knew you weren't lying. <laughs> I knew you weren't lying. Yannick, Yannick really wanted to confess to somebody. <laughs> he, needed to come he needed to say it out loud. Sookie Sook Stackhouse. Sookie. 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 So we got to come back. Oh, let's, man. Let's Let's race to the finish. He's like, no, it's true. I really have. Uh, I, I, I need you guys to know. I'm a true blood, true blood stan. So Garth kind of, Garth brings up this thing where the kid wrote down, I think this is where the kid writes down a bunch of equations on a paper. Mm-hmm. And he's he like, wrote down an entire science book on a magazine. <laughs> And he was just like, yeah, uh, this is something. <laughs> and, well, what's crazy is he asked her, like, yo, did you write this? So it's like, it kind of makes you ask the question, is she a genius scientist? Because if he's known her for this long, and then she has to look at it, she's like, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for him to even ask, like, she must be brilliant on some level. Well, they said intelligence is a side effect. Come on, you guys. That's true. Super strength. It increased <laughs> mental capacities. Yeah. So that was a nice little subtle, little subtle character. <laughs> little moment. <laughs> so, so I think they have. <laughs> I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump a bit. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So the only other important thing that happens in this scene. <laughs> is that he guys figured out that they're able to trace the kid like he's, he's radioactive hot. yeah he's hot he's hot <laughs> questionable, questionable he's got a radio- 
<laughs> like, hey, this little boy you brought with him, hot, delicious. Garth. You got to get him out of here. Garth. Yeah, so Chill. you're right. He's radioactive or something. Is that what they said? It's like a radioactive tracker. So then she's like, all right, then we got to go. They go, and then they, I think, go ahead. They said that, like, he's killing her now, too. He's Isn't that part out? of it? Because she's radi- he's radioactive? I thought he was dying. I thought oh, they were man. saying that. I think the boy is dying, too. Like, she's like, he's dying just as quickly or something. Because he also was getting ready to die. Everybody has a timer so, on So convoluted. There's too, many, there's too many concepts. Too many things they wanted to try and do. They only had that extra 30 minutes. <laughs> but if you thought that was convoluted, here we go. We're going down this uh, this trivia wormhole. So another, another aspect of this movie that was going to be worked into it, that the director was working on in his final concept, that I think changed. By the time it got to the two-hour cut, it changed. But six was actually going to be V from the future. Okay. Yep. No. I got it. Yeah, because V and Roman numerals is it's six. six. Yeah. V I. No, I gotta V-I. go. I gotta I gotta go. Wait, what? How does that work? So V I yeah. like V in the movie, it's not like the letter V, it's V I. No, I mean I mean how is she supposed to be from the future? So basically it was supposed to be something where she was six was supposed to be a girl, but from the future. But they didn't know she was from the future. But the reason she the reason she's not sick or doesn't have the antigen like everybody else does is because she's from a future where they cured it already. And so she's came back to help. She's back and she's supposed to be helping V fix things so that they can get a child. Guys, I didn't write this movie. I'm just reading these. I'm just reading these concepts from the The child from the future. Garbage. A child version of her from the future. Hey. Okay. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, no, if if that's if she's a child at that age, then she would age up and then come back. So, V, so wait, ultraviolet was from the future? No, the girl, the oh, six the was supposed to be from the future. That's why no, it's that doesn't weird. make sense. <laughs> no, <laughs> incorrect. No, I don't like it. <laughs> if she was from the future, that would make sense. If she was but, from the future, but but if they went into the reverse machine like in Tenet. Right? Couldn't he have become um, a kid? Yeah, they did a temporal pincer. Yes. I uh, gotcha. Reverse entropy. <laughs> yep. Yes. Uh, That's how he aged down. John Washington. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Antagonist. I'm just naming words now. That's all the things I know from that movie. So, <laughs> algorithms. Algorithms. <laughs> so I'm skipping ahead a bit. She gets ready to leave him in the mall. Right. The mall. All these scenes look the same. I think to BJ's point, every set piece is just a shiny corridor. It's like now, people walking around in shiny areas. The sets were super dope. I don't know where they shot this bad boy. Like it was cool looking. Yeah, maybe it was like Japan or, or you know, Singapore or something. It was super cool looking. But it, yeah, it's like, I don't know if everywhere, like is this like some kind of like, future utopian future where like everything is clean and beautiful and like literally the only negative thing is there's a disease that makes you better but you're gonna die faster but it was kind of like this weird like i don't is it dystopian is it utopian like vampires are better than people 
Yeah, but they didn't have bloodlust. So it's like, if I'm going to be a vampire, I'd rather be the kind without bloodlust and hyperintelligence. Not and then die in 12 years? That's great. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Ready to... Well, uh, this took a turn. And uh, BJ, you want to talk about it? <laughs> Let's um, find BJ's purpose, guys. Yeah. Let's shift the conversation. Let's find soul. The purpose what is soul? a lot of people is like ultraviolet. What's, what's your spark, BJ? <laughs> so, so she leaves the kid, like she gives him this credit card, but once again, future stuff that looks stupid. <laughs> She gives him like a shiny bracelet. And she's like, go buy yourself some snacks with this credit card. And she has to explain it's a credit card because you wouldn't get it. <laughs> because it's a regular bracelet from Target. Bracelet. So she gives it to the kid. She walks away. She hears gunshots. And then she goes back because she has a change of heart. Well, so she she tries to play it off like, oh, I'm about to see you in a second. And then I guess he can tell. And he's just like, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> She did the, the leave the dog on the side of the street type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So she comes back after the gunshots, and there's this little boy, exact same height, wearing the exact same clothing. And they, they murdered, murdered a little boy. They murdered a child in the mall. And there's no, there's no commotion. No one's crying. People are just walking regularly. <laughs> they continue about their business and as a as a child corpse. And then the police, <laughs> the 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 army dudes were like, it wasn't him. <laughs> Right. If no, you could track, no. if you could track him, why wouldn't you have confirmed that before you? Just a little boy. It wasn't him. You're right, just killing children in malls. So she finds him like in a. I think she saw the bracelet. Finds him in some little hallway downstairs, and then the main vampire guy Spider Man's in and swoops him through the ceiling. <laughs> and he was, he like, was so ready. He was so ready for that boy to show up. Like, I always hate like scenes how like that. I hate scenes like that because I was like, were you just waiting there? <laughs> like, how, how long? Did you, how did you, Why were you waiting on that rope? So he's just waiting there, scoops this kid up. We flash. We kind of keep moving. We're now at the vampire base. They had. We kind of talked about the fight in the cemetery. I guess they live in a cemetery. That's a thing. Because their headquarters. Was is that it? Like they fought in the cemetery, then she went into like some what's the big thing? The moratorium, is that what it's called? They went mausoleum. They went into one of those, and then there's a well in it that he was saying, I'm gonna drop this kid down. And she's like, No, you're not, because you need the kid. And he was like, touche. Like nah. when, she, when she said it, I think he realized how dumb the, the bluff was. <laughs> but then he still drops him. Yeah, then he with, drops oh. him. And like there's this this thing in this scene where they're trying to make it seem like she's moving super fast because they're showing this clock slowly tick. Mm. She like murders everybody in the room and then still has time to grab this rope. She does that spin around in a circle, slice everybody's head off thing again, which something about this movie that bugs me is the choreography and the action, the way, like you said, action is shot just wrong, where you're doing stuff really quickly and not showing you're showing the results of action as opposed mm -hmm. to the action people want to watch. So when a bunch of people storm at somebody, don't zoom out and then zoom back in and everybody's head is on the ground. I didn't, I want to see the fight, not the, Oh, she's stronger than everybody. 
once again, she fights even vampires now, and there's nobody that stands a chance. She fought a room full of vampires. They really never explain why she's more overpowered than everybody else, seeing that she wasn't an assassin to begin with. She was a nurse, and now she's just ridiculous. She fights this guy for two seconds, Nerva, and then stabs him through the mouth. Mm-hmm. Brutal, bloodless again. You can't stab somebody <clears throat> in the face and just have no blood. It's outrageous. She catches the catches the kid. Then I think now she talks to Daxus again, and he's like, "Bring me the kid. The kid's actually my clone. I lied. He wasn't my son. He's my clone. Number what? six out of eight. And I was like, "What? Right? I don't. I don't care." <laughs> Oh, so there's a Daxa scene I wanted to talk about that I didn't get to talk about that uh, I thought was silly. He goes into this room with a bunch of army dudes and then there's the vampires and they turn off the lights and they kill everybody in the room except... Oh, them. my goodness. And so oh, yeah. they, go, they go into the... They don't kill Daxus and then they go into this other room and he slowly like wipes off a coffee cup and he gets, he gets a gun out of like an Amazon package yeah yeah (laughs) like his guns are sealed because he's so afraid of germs and he's like i have a deal for you you might want to listen to this and then he starts pouring coffee just regular coffee (laughs) he's just pouring it and all the guys try to draw a weapon and he shoots them all and he shoots like one in the mouth one in the eye one in the ear and they're all like oh it's like (laughs) why 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 do we do this why do we do this? And in the trivia, they said they did that on purpose because it's a see no ear, evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. And I was like, what? <laughs> but what? Why? What is the theme? What is this movie about? What are we saying? It's about Gunkata. And Amazon. Like part of the director knew that he wasn't going to be asked to direct anything again. He said, I'm shoving all of it in. It's like, this is it. I'm gonna shoot these dudes and they did like a zoom in. But I just wanted to mention that it has no bearing on the plot. I think it's just what does what does a moment. So she makes a deal, the kid like passes out. I think she takes him to a park, and that's where the people ambush her. Wait, before no, before they go to the park, she shows up. You think she shows up at Draxus's thing in front of a bunch of a huge army. Yeah, right. She shoots up the car in her but it was a hologram Mm. (laughs) hologram holograms baby (laughs) this this movie had more holograms this or G.I. Joe (laughs) G.I. Joe was ultraviolet and they're like oh we can have way more holograms how many holograms can you have in a movie yes (laughs) (laughs) you know what now that I think about G.I. Joe one thing I will say about ultraviolet she didn't kiss anybody <laughs> You're right, though. She didn't have I actually romantic. appreciate that. They didn't yeah, there was I no... thought Garth would be the guy, but he wasn't the guy. He, talk, he almost said that I loved that. you. Yeah. But then he did it because he's better than that. <laughs> William Fitcher, Fitner, Finch. What's his name? Get it right, get it tight. <laughs> <laughs> he's a phenomenal actor. Anything he's in. If it's NCIS or 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 ultraviolet, he kills it. Agent Mahomes. <laughs> ultraviolet. <laughs> I like that you want to list his filmography and stop. <laughs> <that ultra. laughs> 
was actually he's in Dark Knight. Yeah, he he the mayor, the banker. Yeah, the banker dude. Oh, right, right, right. right. Like, you know uh, whose money you're stealing? <laughs> Crushing. There's it. a really good indie film he's in where he like. Now I'm regretting saying this, but whatever. He's like spying on his neighbor. It's a really good movie. <laughs> when you say it like that, you say it like that, I'm in. I really, I really enjoyed it. It's really stop, well made. Want to stop this podcast and go watch that? <laughs> I think you'll like it. We can, we can end it right now. <laughs> he just watches people through his window. Hmm. It's a thrilling movie. No. Just a, just a man living his living his truth, living his truth, and he's not a vampire in this movie. Man, that would have made it a better movie. A vampire like looking at, at the people end, through their window. Yeah, and then at the end, he eats them. <laughs> how do you not? How do you put vampires in the movie and they don't bite anybody? You know what it's I'm not saying? Vampires. I keep trying to tell you that hemophilia. They said vampire. Vampiric. But that was the slur. Close enough. The media. That was. They had fangs. Why are they gonna have fangs and not bite nobody? Mm, Good point. So, so after this whole uh, ambush thing, where they shoot up the car, then she goes to the park with the kid. I think the kid passes out. She cries on his face uh, because she really cares about this kid. Then they show up. He does he shoot her? I think the bad guy shoots her. Cuts away, kind of right. Does it show that? I thought he shot her. Maybe. I think it was a little irresponsible to go to the park in that time. I think she wanted him to live a normal life because he was going to die. And then she was going to die. And she was like, hey, just be a kid. And they got on like, I thought it was a, but the way this movie was shot, there was these really weird sequences where the the shot would be blurry or blown out and really light. And I was like, are these supposed to be dream sequences? And it's like, no, they're not. That's what I thought too. We just shot it like that. So once you did that, I was like, oh, maybe like she yeah, passed yeah. out and she's thinking like, oh, this is what I would do. And it's like, no, nah, this happened. And then um, that was it. So Garth, I guess, saves her. There's a scene here. And I think I think this was in everybody's version because there is actually an extended cut now that's available. What? It's like, but it's only it's six minutes more. It's not the full oh. 30. But everybody I watched this said the six minutes helped the movie out a lot. I was like, six minutes? Six minutes? You're not so, fixing the, the briefcase. <laughs> six minutes, the briefcase turns into a gun. I don't know. It just, <laughs> it fixed it. That's what they said. So in, in this movie, after she comes back to life, she sees her husband again. Did you guys see that part? Is that, that's in yours? No. So an extended cut, they said that's what's in it. And then when I watched it, I was like, I think maybe I saw the extended cut. So after Garth brings her back, she goes to like some hotel looking thing and she looks down and she sees her husband and he has a new family. And I was like, oh. So what did that explain? (laughs) It explained that she had all this grief and I guess she knew that he was alive the whole time and it just kind of ate at her that whatever. But I don't know. It seemed like she knew he was there because she cried a tear and the tear fell down on his hand from like somewhere and he looked up, but she was gone. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I don't There's like it. There's some movie here. The husband wasn't dead after all. He has a whole new family. What are we doing? <laughs> so yeah, all right. I was just making sure. I was like, I think I saw the extra I didn't version. see that. Yeah. 
it didn't make any sense. Don't don't get me wrong. It was just in the movie at the end. Uh, That's hilarious. So let's hop to the ending because this movie shouldn't take us two hours because <laughs> it was 88 minutes. Let's hop to the ending. She gets ready to storm the storm the fortress that's shaped like a cross. Mm. Symbolism. It was. Because of vampires, you know? So she storms this fortress. They do this scene that I think works in anime and in cartoons that doesn't work in real life for me, where they zoomed in and there's like one guard on top of the building. And then all of a sudden you hear a shwink and then he dies and there's she's like standing where his silhouette was. And I, I didn't understand how it works. In cartoons, I let it fly because I'm like, oh, they're super fast and they're like ninjas. But in broad daylight, you're standing on the edge of a building. Somebody doesn't just slice your neck and just, I didn't get it. It was a cool attempt. It was like, this should be cool. Didn't work for me, but didn't work. they tried it, which is most of this movie. They tried it. Mm-hmm. So she gets inside. Yeah, she gets inside and they try to do similar to the Matrix sequence when you come inside and you go through the metal detector. But this one, they're like, it's a dimensional detector. Mm. And they were like, yeah. they're like, who are you here to see? She's like, I'm here to see blah, blah, blah. And they scan her wrist, and the, the voice in the background was like, weapons, many. <laughs> and I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, many. So then she goes ham. I think we cut back and forth at this point between him getting ready to do surgery on the little boy who's frozen now. Yeah. I guess. He's frozen. So he's, he takes like a whole buzzsaw. He's getting ready to like cut this kid open. And then they're like, oh, they're like, oh, she's here. And they show a scene like the guy's like has this like scroll, like a holographic scroll that shows what's going on. And it's like from her POV of what's going on. <laughs> I was like, they just showed a piece of the movie as the surveillance footage. And they're like, this is what's happening outside the room. So this is where they do 17 action sequences in a row. And at least 16 of them they don't show, which mm. I thought was, this is your moment. Show me the choreography. Show me gun kata. Is this where she's in all white? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, and then I, she cuts her hands. Yeah, that, no, that's the, so that's the, um, I had that same feeling that you mentioned earlier, is that, like, she's all in white. And I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be, the, 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 the reason why they're in white is so that they can show all the blood splatter. So this is mm. going to be a, a violent fight scene. And then it was just OxyClean. It was just so pure white. It was not even a drop, except yeah. on her hands. So it's in her hands, and then she turned her suit red. And then it soaks up like in uh, Kill a Kill. Like her whole, her whole outfit becomes blood. It just becomes blood. Which, that effect to me, like you said, it seemed like the effect was what they wanted to do, was she goes in with this white suit, and then it turns into a red suit because of all the ultra-violence she gives right. everybody. Right. Which... That's me is sick. Like that have been that's Kill Bill, right? Like you right. go in with this the yellow jumpsuit, you murder everybody in black and white, and then they come back the color and it's red, and she's just disgusting, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. And that's what I thought they wanted to do here, but they just cheaped out and was like, oh, she has a uh, cuts on her hand, and uh, now her suit's red. Yeah, she makes a fist, and now it's all red. And I didn't, I didn't get where she got the cuts from. Was she grabbing the swords? I think, yeah. She grabbed think, one sword and yeah. like jammed it into a guy's eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Both her so. hands were like cut up. But I was confused. 
So she goes to the next room. There's another 500 people that come at her. But this one they cut away from, like they're like, all right, she just walks through the door and she's like, I killed all those people. Mm-hmm. And they have a scene in a library that hot take here. I thought this scene was cool. It wasn't where it needed to be, but I liked where it was going. When she was murdering everybody, it's like spinning around with this purple muzzle flash, like shooting everything. And it was hitting the books and then created kind of like this snow effect where she was like murdering everybody. I thought it was, no, all right, well, this has been better movie, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody hated it. I thought it it was interesting looking. Still could have been shot better. But I like what they were going for. They wanted some art in with their violence. I think now we get to the big bad. She gets in the room with the nose plug guy. Mm-hmm. Ferdinand Daxis. It's so whack. So speaking of like silly names, her name was Violet Song Jat Sharif. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say that in the movie? Twice. Yes. yes. Violet song Josh Sharif. <laughs> a little unnecessary. Oh man. I should have just called her ultraviolet and called it a day. Because nobody was ultraviolet. Is ultraviolet that's UV, right? Like UV light yeah. is ultraviolet. Yeah. Isn't that what they use like in most vampire movies and like the hunters yeah. had to kill vampires? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why don't yeah. they why did they go that route? Something like they garbage. Leaned, in, leaned into the vampirism. You're right. Like garbage movie. Give me some vampires. So she fights this main bad guy. Um, this is another another interesting thing to me is the the power levels in this movie, where yeah. they're like vampires get super strength, speed, intellect, all that kind of stuff. And she's way stronger than everybody. And then in this scene, this dude goes ham. Like, he's able to keep up with her for a bit. But then he has to cheat because he's like, in a one-on-one battle, you definitely beat me. But uh, I'm going to turn the Epcot Center into mm-hmm. an Epcot Center of death. And now it gets dark in there. And they fight with flaming swords. But I don't understand why he was weaker than her. And I guess they did it before in that other vampire scene where she fights yeah. all the vampires and wins. But... I think this goes to your point, BJ, with with stakes and weaknesses and whatever. She has to have something that makes her not invincible the entire movie. Like, if we go back to Kill Bill, where you have similar female protagonist revenge type of plot, she at least gets beat up by people. Like, she's not crispy, clean the entire movie. She's getting scraped. She's getting hit in the face with this and swords and whatever. Like, it's a fight. She beats somebody by like having a little bit more wit and just not giving up at the end. Cool. This movie, she has been unstoppable the entire time. And then we get to the end and the battle is boring. Like you said, Mia, a lot of action is boring because she just wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like She walks in the room and you're like, she's gonna win. And yes, with movies, the hero wins, but we want to see a fight. I want to see that there's a purpose. We want to see a struggle. Yeah, I mean, and it's like you want to see sacrifice too, right? Like, you don't want the hero just to win and like they didn't pay anything for it. Like this, like what did she lose? You know what I'm saying? Like nothing. Like there was, 
there was barely any stakes. We didn't see her die, even though they're telling us she was going to die. So it's not like she sacrificed herself with like a bomb to explode the building. You know, like there was no... Doesn't the boy kind of live at the end too? They both live. The boy yeah, just kind of like... From, from being frozen or something. Yeah, it's just... It was non-consequential. It's like, you're telling me the whole time that these characters are destined to die. So like, I need to see some type of oh, she does one final, you know, beautiful act before, I don't know, yeah, just boring. I, I think I think you guys are missing the important part of this fight scene is that they had flaming swords. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I saw it coming too. I was like, oh, they're going to light that sword on fire, aren't they? <laughs> oh, that's, that's some type of gasoline on the sword, isn't it? Yeah, they lit it on fire. It was well her her like when I first saw the sword, I was like, I thought, okay, it's like a lightsaber. And then in this scene, I was like, okay, it's really lightsaber. They doubled down. (laughs) They went all in. So something that I thought could have improved this last act, which goes back to this raising the stakes and giving her something that kind of gives her, nerf her a bit, make her a little bit more human, make her have the potential to lose, is if they would have established something where you have these 12 years to live, and as you get down to these final years, you lose a little bit of your powers or you start to deteriorate. So now when she's at 36 hours left, which at this point, She's supposed to die by the end of this movie would have been how the ending should have happened, which would have solved Mm -hmm. the whole sacrifice issue. She finally goes back. If we start with Yannick's movie, she's jaded. And then she has to save this kid. And everybody's like, why are you saving this kid? And she's like, I have to save it because what Mia said, she has a kid that, you know, they took her kid away from her. She goes to save this kid with her last 36 hours as she's dying, going room to room kind of losing because in this movie she went room to room and just totaled everybody if she was slowly getting worn down from room to room to fight this last guy like logan yeah like he it was yeah, yeah. At the you're end. slowly you're slowly yeah. losing it you're not healing as fast anymore those types of things then when she fights this last guy she gets cut with these sword like she gets cut with like flame swords and has these little streaks across her body and they're like oh shoot she might die here because she doesn't have full power like she used to then by the time she saves this kid at the end she can die, and it would have completed the whole movie. Like, that would have been it. She, mm-hmm. she used her 36, her weakest hours, to overcome this bad guy, and then she kicked the bucket. Like, to me, that kind of helps it out. I was going to say, it, if they wanted to also kind of bring in some more of the, like, vampire elements, he could have, like, his trump card could have been, like, actual ultraviolet light, like, a lot of it. Because she's like sensitive to light, you know. That could have been like mm. they they should just gave her like vampire weaknesses. Yeah, here's some silver bullets. Yeah, <laughs> and I like think, literally, yeah, that would have that would have solved it. Like, like she can go into they, the building, but she can't look at it from above because it's across. <laughs> <laughs> Something, like yeah. yeah, even if like she's just weakened because the building's across. No, nah, I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> but like, <laughs> she gets it's a surprise to the audience. Like she's inside, she's like, "My power." He's like, "You didn't know the building is a crucifix." <laughs> no, how did he know my weakness? Just because you're a vampire. Copy. 
<laughs> but then it, of course, it doesn't make sense because it turns out he's also a vampire. Exactly. Didn't you know? I'm a hemophage. And I was like, what? And that's when they do the flashback to the young scientist that cut his finger. Yeah. I was like, oh, lame. All right, let's turn this movie on. <laughs> so, so I think at this point she just saved, she saves the kid after killing him. I don't, she cut him in half, right? Now she uh, lit him on fire and then sliced him in half, Mortal Kombat fatality style. Then no blood. No blood, bloodless. It was dark. There could have been blood, just dark blood. She gets out. They exchange words about something and live and blah, blah, blah. But I think she should have died because of the 36 hours. She saved the kid, but she should die. And then How'd she, How did she wake the kid up? Because everybody else thought he was dead, but she knew that he wasn't. But everyone else thought he was dead. How did he, how did he wake up? Um, so in this next scene... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember. I just know that she got him out of there. He was like defrosted and having a full conversation. She shook him real hard. Wake up. Wake up. So that was kind of that was kind of ultraviolet. I think that's the movie. I I think there's a movie in there. Like as bad as this was, I think there's a fun, interesting movie. Almost like like some of the stuff we were describing kind of sounds like if you took the Matrix and mis- mixed it with Blade, you get something like this. Which, yeah. Which could have been cool with the vampire weaknesses. Lean into that vampire stuff. Mm. If you're going to do it, what was the point of making them like, oh, side effects of being a vampire, but not? Mm. Why? <laughs> Why yeah, do I feel it? Like, I feel like you wanted to have like a, like a, a neo-futuristic, you know, like with the neons and all this stuff, which is kind of cool. Like, if you if you set up like uh, what's the uh, um, this show, um, Altered Carbon, like mm-hmm. I feel like it was trying to have a setting that could have been that, but it was too bright. But like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just because I know he was trying to do the superhero thing, but put a twist on it because she was dying. There could have been a way to figure it out. Oh, I think we also forgot to mention that he. He his plan actually was to kill like mostly humans. To kill the humans. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that's like the they plan. thought they, they they were worried that they're gonna use it to kill all the hemophages, but it turns out they were gonna do the opposite. Yeah, he was trying to kill the humans or infect humans, so then the humans would come to him for the cure. Right, 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 right. Yeah, money, 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 money. money, money. I definitely wanted to see, because like they told us that people don't like them, but we never saw it. In fact, we saw them in public and there was no sense of disgust from other people. Like I got no sense that like they're outcasts. Oh, you know vampires. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. There was like, they looked normal, you know, they were fine in public. Like I, I needed, I feel like that was missing too. Because like, if you're telling me the whole thing was, Oh, like she's an outcast and she's a vampire. She has to save this kid and then she has to stop this person from making, from killing all humans. So now she's kind of like the, you know, anti hero that humans right. didn't know they needed. You got to show me like that they hate you. So mm-hmm. that, that way you're sacrificing your last hours for humans that hate you. You know? 
I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hemophage attack. <laughs> so, so uh, we can get ready to wrap up and do ratings. I wanted to drop one more nugget because I got all this trivia today. So they're actually, this movie did very poorly. That's not trivia, but that's just a fact. This movie did very poorly in the US, but was popular in Japan. Like it did big numbers in Japan. Hmm. And so in Japan, I think a year or two later, they actually created an anime series based off of this movie. Oh. Called, Shut up. called Ultraviolet Code 044. And it's kind of like a reboot retelling of this type of story. But in this one, instead of her being like a nurse that got accidentally affected, they have these soldiers in the future that to become the best soldier you can be, you can take this vampire type serum, but the downside is you will die eventually, but now you're stronger than everybody else. So you have this, you have this dilemma of, do you want to be the best and the strongest, but with this con of potentially dying quicker than everybody else? And so I think she does that and she's more of an assassin type character. But I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted this movie to be. <laughs> like, right. like right. And so they kind of took the idea of all, like she looks exactly the same with the little halter top thing and all that. But I thought it was kind of cool to see a concept grow further than a, a bad movie, which is kind of what we do here. Right. Just take a movie and see what you can do to kind of fix it. And they're like, we're going to make it into an anime, which is what it was trying to be to begin with but just failed spectacularly but yeah she fights i don't want to watch it let me know because i don't i don't have time <laughs> <laughs> it had one it had one season so i know nobody was watching it <laughs> anime, good anime has like, seven thousand episodes like why would you watch it you know like from from the terrible film ultra like there's nothing you could say that would make someone want to watch the anime right. spinoff from that one from that one film that a couple people saw from the film that nobody liked even the director ultraviolet <laughs> the anime so let's uh let's rate it because i'm curious to see what you guys thought about this one let's uh so the way our rating system works here on better movie maybe is that each person on the show provides a rating of their own choosing based on a scale that they create themselves so the ratings can range from anything and everything, you could rate it, let's say you could rate it a five out of 10 for hair color changes. You could rate it on a scale of one movie to another. However you choose to rate it, that's how we accept it here on Better Movie Maybe. So what do you guys got? What kind of ratings? I guess uh, for the scale, I would just have to use the color spectrum, right? <laughs> so I give this an infrared. <laughs> Ultraviolet is infrared. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have doubled down. No, nope, you got to you you take out the second part. It was it was great it's at the beginning. No, yeah, it's better with just one. So you got to cut part two <laughs> before I explain it. Wait, what? Wait, what movie? We did a movie where that happened. Oh, um, Jupiter Ascending, where he's just like life <laughs> is. An act of consumption. <laughs> right? like, you didn't get that? Let me do it again. <laughs> I'm going to say it using new words. Oh, man. No, but I was thinking, the reason why I thought that was because I, I thought if she had a sidekick, then they should call them infrared. 
ultraviolet mm-hmm. and infrared. Yeah. That's kind of badass. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I know. Hey, so I as you think of your ratings, um, BJ, I was surprised that you didn't hotep this one because there was not <laughs> there was not a one person of color. <laughs> oh, they were, they were like I think there were Asian. No, the dreadlocks. Look, I have the dreadlocks. Was, dreadlocks. was he was he black? He was mixed. He looked like BJ with dreadlocks. <laughs> we got off his head. Oh, uh, uh, she's like ah. Uh. Um. Oh, also, there's a there's a new segment I want to try out on this episode, but I'll try it after <laughs> the ratings. I mean, I was I was gonna go down a route of disappointment with Hollywood because during this time, there were several trash female protagonist movies yeah. all in a row that came out between 2004 2006. Like, yeah. So my rating is on a scale of like midriff. A female protagonist showing midriff, I give it two cat women's and an electric. Mm. <laughs> That's generous. Two <laughs> cat women's and an electra. Wait, wait, so go so what are those movies? Say them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so Aeon Flex, yeah. Ultraviolet, Catwoman, Electra. Salt came out, but I feel like Salt was a little better. A little. Mm. When was Tomb Raider? Uh, oh yeah, that when was, was midriffy. Yeah, that was. I think that was two thousand three. Around that time. Yeah, so I'm saying all this time, that time so. that's that's what they were pumping out, and that's what they thought we wanted. So I'm thankful that now we have people like Gal Gadot with Wonder Woman. Thankful for you know? Interesting. So we have better female portrayals. Than we had we definitely have a better female portrayal <laughs> i mean and black widow i would say her too well we'll see we'll see when we'll we see do. we'll see <laughs> next month you guys are tough can she have something <laughs> no hello i'm trying to help you i don't want i don't want like better. black widow mm. <laughs> let's try again mm. Kill yeah. Bill. okay that was that was better okay. the bride yeah. oh of course yeah uh, what's the, was... Fur- Furiosa from Mad Max? Oh yeah, Mad Max. Yeah, that was yeah. Dope. that was her movie. Very empowering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you laugh at me? <laughs> you felt empowered. <laughs> Mediocre. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, I want to rate this film on a scale of vampire bites to tainted blood. I'd give it a season four of True Blood. <laughs> mm. Yannick, I guess you'll see that soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you could stop after like season four. Trust me. Yeah. Christine and I went through it and I was like, yeah, we should have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> Um, let's see if I rate it. I don't know if I have any ratings. I shouldn't have went last. Um, I don't think I have a rating, guys. I just, 
I just didn't enjoy it. Um, I would say this. <laughs> Let's say you can always default to like a normal rating, just a one out of two. <laughs> right. I give it a two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> two out of ten. Garbage. That's not uh, what we do here in this podcast. So let me think. Let me think. All right. So on a scale of here we go. Here we go. <laughs> on a scale of ultraviolet to the matrix. I give this an Aeon sucks. That is so dry. That is so dry. I'd rather eat a Popeye's biscuit. (laughs) I'll fix it in post. That's the movie. No, it's fun. I'm just waiting for uh, Ultraviolet too. All right, guys. All right. All right, I'll let you guys later. Hey, y'all. Good, good episode.